Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. My name is Dara Potusin. I'm one of the, uh, the execs here. I'm on the Word team, and I have the amazing honor of bringing a word today. I'm humbly, and I'm, you know, bro, God is good. <laughs> God is good? <laughs> oh, man, but, you know, I'm not going to waste any time because I believe that um, we're going to have, like, I feel like we've been having a lot of family meetings, right? <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, I'm sorry because you're about to walk into another family meeting. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was preparing this message, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know if you guys have seen that meme, that meme where, like, um, where, like, it's like walking into your friend's house and your friend starts getting beat and you're just like, like, well, you don't know what to do, right? So if you're a first timer, I'm sorry, we're about to get beat today. Don't look at us weird. Just join it. Just, 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 just join it. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, my name is Dara, and if this is your first time, welcome to the Gap Church, where we are filling the gap through and the truth. Perfect. We got it. We got it. We got it. Freedom and the truth. And um, if you're taking notes, I'm gonna just start off like this. The, the title of my message is "Clear the Air." <laughs> Clear the air. Clear the air. So let's just go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you, God. We say thank you, God, because of uh, you have prepared us for this day, God. You've kept us alive for this moment, God, and we do not take it for granted, Lord. We say thank you, God, for uh, just the ability to be in a place of freedom, God, to hear and receive openly, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, as I bring this word, God, it is a word that you've given unto me, God. So I pray, Lord, help me to communicate the way you want me to, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, open the hearts of your children and the ears of your children to receive this word, Heavenly Father, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, why is this called clear the air? Clear the air, clear the air. So, clear the air, excuse me. Clear the air is basically a term used when you are clarifying a moment of anger, confusion, or whatsoever is happening. And I believe that, you know, I had a message I've known I was going to preach today, and I had like a a bomb message prepared, you know. I was like, shoot, I'm going to be good. (laughs) But it was almost as if like after power night, something just shifted, (laughs) <laughs> and the message I had almost was seeming kind of more so taboo for the season that we're in. Um, if you are joining us today for the first time, we have just finished, and many who have been watching with us or have been with us, we just finished a series and a season of quote-unquote spiritual warfare mind games, and we capped it off uh, with Power Night, which happened about a week and a half. Can we give a shout for that, Power Night? And... And I'm sure if you've only been with us for like a week or so, or you join us in the middle, you've been wondering if you didn't go to Power Night. Power Night was just the night that we uh, we prepared and we uh, fasted for, we prayed for, and expected that God would move on that day. And can we say He actually moved? Okay, give glory to God for that. Um, so I don't know about you guys. I had like a lot of conversations. I was talking to people, execs, my friends, and for some reason after Power Night, and this didn't make it better because Sunday we had an overflow of <laughs> Power Night. So, uh, you know, that's, that week right after Power Night, it was almost as if like something just felt weird. Like, like just weird because it's like, man, what's next? Like some of us, Fasted for 40 days. Some of us put in all, our, all of our efforts. Uh, some of us changed our sleeping schedules. <laughs> some of us changed our eating schedules. Some of us were uh, Chipotle addicts, and we now are uh, just like, I don't even know what we, smoothie addicts now, I guess. <laughs> uh, but so much change, and we know that 
it takes about, what, 21 days to have a new habit, right? So imagine us having a standard for 40 days, and then that night happens, and then God comes up, he shows up, and then we wake up on Monday, and it's even harder to get out of bed because of Sunday, and things go back to normal. The coworker is still acting some type of way. Your parents are still acting some type of way. <laughs> you show up, and your check is still the same. <laughs> Your summer GPA is still the same. Um, and I think, you know, one thing I realized, and I'm sure the prayer team probably realizes, you know, when they're coming to prayer on Friday, they're probably like, wow, we still have to pray. <laughs> we still got to pray. And the reason why I, I, you know, I thought about this because it, it, for some reason, you know, Emeka even spoke about this last week that, you know, we're, we're very vulnerable in this season because everything that happened, we let go of some things, Right. And now we're trying to figure out what's next. We, we planned for this power night. We received our healing. We received power for so much. And now we have to walk forward. And we don't necessarily know what that looks like, right? So this is why I believe that God wants to clear the air. And this is a family meeting for the Gap Church. If you're here for the first time, welcome to the family because you're officially in the family meeting. I want us to turn our Bibles to Ezekiel 22, verse 30. Ezekiel 22, verse 30. And if you do not know this scripture and you've been at the Gap Church for more than three months, oh, God help you. <laughs> Ezekiel 22, 30. You know what? It's not even God help you. We got to do better, I guess. <laughs> um, this is the anchor scripture for the Gap Church, the anchor scripture for the Gap Church, where the Gap came from, the Gap Church came from. Ezekiel 22, 30. I'm going to read from New King James Version. And it says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should destroy it. But I found no one. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. I pray that will not be the case for us. Now, I want you guys to know this. Newsflash, if you're coming to the Gap Church, if you're serving at the Gap Church, you've automatically signed up to be a gap filler because that's the vision of the house. You have signed up to now be someone when God turns and he looks at your workplace, when he looks at the church, when he looks at the uh, state of Texas, when he looks at the city of Dallas, Arlington, you're signed up now to say that I'm in the gap. I'm in the gap, right? Y'all quiet. Y'all like, y'all like, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> but the truth is, I'm setting this up. I want to give you context because if you guys don't understand context, you won't realize what the next looks like. You see, it's funny because there's, there's a similar situation in the Bible, very similar situation to what we're in right now, where we had to wait for something. We fasted, we prayed, we tarried, and then it happened and then there's supposed to be a next. And I believe that is the day of Pentecost. Can we agree? Yeah. Let's open the scriptures to Acts 2. Acts 2. We're going to read from verse 40, Acts 2. And the reason why I want us to read this is because I believe that this scripture has a nice uh, instructional manual for what does the Gap Church do next? What does the next look like? What does the next phase after you receive power look like? You see, I want to set it up. Uh, this is moments, maybe a day, I don't know, hours, maybe minutes, right after uh, the disciples and a group of people 
had received the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus, he had ascended, and before he ascended, what he told the disciples is, I want you guys to wait, I want you guys to pray, and I want you guys to tarry and wait for the Comforter, and you will receive power. And what happens is that in the day of Pentecost, they're all waiting, and something happens. Something happens. They receive power. They're speaking in tongues. There's a flame of fire upon their heads, and they're almost portrayed to be like drunkards. Because of how crazy things get. I'm sure if some people walk into the Gap Church, they would think we're drunk. <laughs> but this is moments after. And, and what's happening here is that Peter is, uh, is, is, is saying some words as far as what is next. And I want us to write this, number one. What is next for the Gap Church? What is the next stage for the Gap Church after we receive power? Number one, evangelism evangelism. Evangelism is what is next. In the scripture, it says here in, uh, in, in, in Acts 2 verse 40, it says, Peter made his appeal to them, and with many other words he urged them, saying, save yourselves from the punishment coming on this wicked people. Many of them believed his message and were baptized, and about 3,000 people were added to the group that day. See, the reason why evangelism comes right after there is power is because, like Lalari said, there's testimonies that come out of it, right? We are, we, there's these testimonies that come after you receive power. Many people, they, they, they're, they're ties with anxiety, they're ties with depression, they're ties with all sorts of things were broken on that day. So now you're walking free. And the truth is now you have to tell everyone. You're going to tell people, this is what God did for me, right? This is what God did for me. You see, Lolade said the scripture, he's, she said that we're, uh, our testimony is, we are, bro, it just left my mind. <laughs> By the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The testimony affirms our salvation, right? It, it affirms our salvation. And you know what I realized when I was preparing for this? I realized that, unfortunately, some of us are so numb and so used to what God is doing that we don't even realize it's miraculous, like, we are, I want you guys to, to deep this in. What God is doing in the Gap Church is not normal, guys. Can we be honest and be realistic? It's not normal. Some of us have been to other churches before, and this ain't happening. Can we be honest? What God is doing at the Gap Church is not normal. So can we stop normalizing the power, normalizing God showing up? Because there's this thing, when we normalize God showing up in the Gap Church, what happens is now, when we are delivered from something, when we are set free, what happens is now that we start to think it's a normal occurrence. So what happens when something is so normal? We don't think we need to share it. We don't think we need to tell people. We don't think it is something unique in our lives. We got to stop it. You see, taste and see that the Lord is right. So we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. So why keep it? Lolani had a great example last week. She said, you know, you can, you can tell all these stories about the lame man uh, who was raised, the person, the, the man who uh, was given sight from being blind. And your friends can be like, oh, that's true. That's cool. But when you say, I, God saved me, I used to be this and look at me now, it hits different. It's a different type of administration. Number two, what's next for the Gap Church? Specifically in the Gap Church, there's going to be Growth. Growth. Can we make some noise for that? <laughs> There's going to be growth. So if you, keep, if you keep saving these seats right now, I'm sorry. It's going to be taken very soon. There's going to be growth. This is in the scripture as well. 
In verse 41, it says, many of them believed his message and were baptized, and about 3,000 people were added to the group that day. The truth is, and we can just use this example, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. When something's good, everyone's going to flock to it. Right? Right? But here's the thing. When people start to see that you're work, in your workplace that you used to be this way, and now you're changing a little bit, and they, they remember that you mentioned, oh, yeah, you know, I go to this church, blah, blah, blah. And they start to see a manifestation of the changed man. They're going to start wondering, hmm, where, are you, where do you go? Where do you go? And what's going to happen is that they're going to start to follow you. So practically speaking, what happens is that the church grows, right? So there's going to be growth in this next season of the Gap Church. And, and you know, I think a lot of us do not know some of the mission statements of the Gap Church. But one of them is... We're trying to progress in our personal faith. We, 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 we have a, we're creating an atmosphere of progression in this place through worship, through the word. And part of this thing is that when you start to progress in your faith, people will see it. There's some people that you've been doing some wild stuff with, you know, before power night, and then you start walking a bit different, and they're like, hmm, something's different about you. And that's where evangelism ties into it. Number three, what is next for the Gap Church? There's going to be a wave of personal growth in understanding the word of God. Can we say amen? amen. Yeah. One of the things Lalati spoke about, because literally Lalati was fire last week. She just, can we just give a hand? She spoke about, um, she spoke about the instructions for after the war. And one of the things she said is that we need to get in the word. But I don't just believe it's about just getting the word. We need to understand the word now. Get a, a, a depthness of it. We need to understand. We need to pray more. We need to seek more. You see, the reason why we need to get into the word is because I believe that a lot of us, a lot of us didn't just receive power, but we received power for our calling, right? We receive power for our calling. And the truth is this. You know, one thing I realize is, you know, after power night is that we need to start taking the things of God more seriously. Right? So if you're an instrumentalist, Start thinking more to what you're doing. You're not just, it's not a hobby anymore. If you are a first impressions person, it's not just a hobby anymore. If you're someone who's in the prayer team, it's not just a hobby. Think more, think more. Think of yourself interceding for cities now. Think of yourself interceding for your family now. If you are a worship leader, you're not just a singer anymore. You're a psalmist. There's something more to you. Go in the word and check what your calling is. Go in the word and check what your calling is because here's the thing. If you're not careful, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have this power for the next for your calling, and you're just going to misplace it. You don't know what to do with it. You're going to misplace it. So here's the thing. Ask people of the Gap Church, in order for us to even fill the gap, we have to realize and say yes to it and accept our calling for the next forward. So what does that look like for every single individual in here? You're not just a member anymore. You're not just a member. You're not just a volunteer. Team night, yay. <laughs> it's not just about that yet. You have to understand that there's something that's going to be different when you go in the Word. There's going to be something that when you realize that God has put you in this position, it doesn't matter if you're here for a season, for two months, for three years. It doesn't matter how long you're going to be here for. There's something that God has placed you here for. So here's the thing. If you're in first impressions, I'm going to use y'all again. If you're in first impressions and someone walks in, there's something, when you accept the call and you realize it and you put the work in, there's something that can give you that utterance to say, you know, hey, can I just pray for you real quick? 
Can I just pray for you real quick? There's something different when you realize what you're actually doing. Can we, can we be real? Some of us are just in these positions and we're just fulfilling it just because. There's something different when now you're filled with the Holy Spirit taking pictures. <laughs> There's different images that come out. There's different prayers that come out when it's not about you anymore. When you start realizing that, you know what? The city of Arlington is controlled by what's happening in the Gap Church. When you accept that understanding, here's the thing. Prayer meetings will be different. You won't even say, can we just pray for, for ourselves? No, 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 no. There's going to be a difference. You're going to start watching the news now. You're going to start researching what's happening in the world. What's happening in the world? Hey, guys, Kenya. Do you see Kenya? We got to pray for Kenya. <laughs> Let's be real. I'm going to use this example because I believe that this is why we need to walk in the next and accept what God has called us to and go deeper. Here's, here's the thing. There's going to be hard times in people's lives, right? But wherever we're serving, there's a reason why we're there. And here's the thing. There's going to be situations where someone's going to say, hey, I need this, or the doctor told me this. Are we going to just sit around and wait for the next report? No, no, no. But when we have people who are called and have accepted the call, when we hear a wrong report, <laughs> when Jesus says yes, no one can say no. So what happens? We pray. Every, I, I, the goal for our church is that when they say, and the gap church prayed, it's finished. That's it. I want there to be a confidence within your friend groups that because you're at the Gap Church, when they, when they know that you're at the Gap Church, whenever there's something that happens to them, hey, that church that you go to, please, just, just put this prayer, report, prayer request in the bucket. Because they know that once the Gap Church prays, it's finished. What's the next? What's the next? Fellowship. That's what's next. Fellowship. Man, uh, fellowship, community, whatever you want to call it. Lilati talked about this as well. And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to go in on this one a little bit. Fellowship. <laughs> Whew, God help me. I want you guys to look to your left and to your right. Look behind you. All right, cool. <laughs> Somebody was like, ooh, I did not know you were sitting next to me. <laughs> Sheesh, okay then. <laughs> I want you guys to realize that we all need each other. We all need each other. You see, we're all in the same boat. As I was speaking earlier and I was saying, I know some people felt weird this past week. People were nodding their heads, right? Because we're all in the same boat. We're going through some of the same things. Some of us are struggling with the same things. And it breaks my heart for us to, to continue to walk this life alone when we are the church. It makes no sense. Like, they can do whatever they want to do outside, but in here, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So it makes no sense for me, makes, makes no sense to me why in this realm, people, people will be fleeing, fleeing anxiety from outside, and they come in here and they meet it here. They're fleeing depression, and they come in here and they meet it here. I know Agosa jokingly says this every single Sunday. He always says that, you know, make sure you mingle with your friends, mingle with new people. If you see a new face, that's a real thing. And what, what, what the problem is that a lot of us, we don't want to mingle because we know what's back home is not really good. We know it's dirty. There's some things that we'd be talking about people here, right? Ooh, y'all quiet. <laughs> <clears throat> but I believe that we need to grow up. We need to grow up in this church because the truth is this. How can we embrace people from the outside if we're not even okay here? 
That's the reality. You know, it irks me. Anyone I think who knows me really closely knows that I, I, I don't necessarily go out all the time. You know, I am busy, but also when I do have time, you know, I'll go out places. But I don't like to go out sometimes because it makes me itchy when I go to a place and I spend six hours there and nothing fruitful comes out of it. It makes no sense to me that within ourselves, we come to a house with depression, anxiety, lustful thoughts, all these things, and we, we, we talk all the gist, we do whatever we want to do, and we still leave the same way. And we're all in the same church? No, 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 no. You see, the thing about fellowship is not, because the scripture says it here that they would meet together and be praying and focusing and studying together on the word of God. Here's the thing. So the meetings that we'd be having outside, they need to be more fruitful, guys. Because here's the thing. The healing shouldn't start here. The miracle shouldn't just be displayed here all the time. In your households. There should, be, there should be testimonies that say, oh, you know, I went to Eniola's house, and we were here, and, you know, we were just chilling, playing Uno, and then something broke out, and the spirit just broke out, and before you knew it, that's it. And this, that's, that's what fellowship looks like, guys. Imagine if most of our meetings outside of this church contained God in it. What would the, our lives would be completely different. The reason why some of us are still stuck in the cycles of sins is because when we come in church and we praise and all this stuff and we go outside and we meet with some of our peers, we're still doing the same thing and they're, they're allowing it. It's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, bro, it's okay, bro. You can do what you want to do. No, no, no. That's a problem. And they're going to come to church the next week at the altar trying to get rid of it. Man. You know, I believe that our church should be a place where I could go up to someone like Kennedy. I can go up to somebody like Charles. I can go up to anybody in this place and be like, you know, bro, honestly, bro, I'm not really feeling the best right now. I'm not really where I need to be. Bro, can you pray for me? And I can be prayed for. And the beauty of it is that it's with him. It's not leaving him. He's praying for me. <laughs> that part, right. It's not leaving him. It's staying with him. And he's committing into prayer in his personal time. But can we even do that here? You know, as I was talking to someone, something was revealing to me that the people that we are praying with and we're praying for, unfortunately, are praying on us. That's it. We're supposed to be praying for certain, the people that are, we're praying for, the people that are praying with us, are the same people that will go behind us and are saying all nonsense. Guys, that's not the Gap Church. No, no, no. It can't be us. It can't be us. No. We need to be having more fruitful fellowships, more impactful fellowships. Testimony should be flowing from our fellowships. <laughs> I can't even go to a birthday party and have to say, guys, can we at least pray for the celebrant? <laughs> we don't even pray for the celebrant. We just come and eat and leave. And the celebrant knows themselves that they shouldn't be alive. <laughs> Fruitless. <laughs> Imagine, it will be, it's so easy for us to be kept in a pattern when we're just having fruitless connections inside and outside. That's so, it makes no sense to me. <sighs> we're a community, guys. We are the, this is just a building, guys. We are the church. 
We are the church. The, 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 the impact of the Gap Church is within all of you. So before someone, you guys don't realize this, that all of this happens when, when, we are, when we are unified. So before your friend even has to come to the Gap Church, they can be saved in your house. Do you need the Indian Mecca to be doing anointing over them? Do we need to do send down fire? No, 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 no. But unfortunately, what does that expose? That our outside lives are not really what they say they are. That's just it. So we make the communications here. We make the connections here. We go home. We never talk to the person again because we know if they get into our circle, it's a whole other situation. Bro. Acts 2, 42 to 46, I love what it says here because this is the scripture to back this up. It says, they spent their time in learning from the apostles, taking part in the fellowship and sharing in the fellowship meals and the prayers. Many miracles and wonders were being done through the apostles. Everyone was filled with awe. All the believers continued together in close fellowship and shared their belongings with one another. They would sell their property and possessions and distribute the money among all according to what each one needed. So what, uh, what comes after fellowship? This one ties right with fellowship. There's a wave of helping one another that comes. Yeah. Helping one another that comes. In 44, verse 44 to 45, it says, All the believers continued together in close fellowship and shared their belongings with one another. They would sell their property and possessions and distribute the money among all according to each one, what each one needed. You see, once there is fellowship... I'll be real, really honest. You can pray all you want to pray. If you're hungry, you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can pray all you want to do. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the prayers are answered. You won't think it's answered if you're still hungry. God can answer all the prayers that you pray, and maybe there's just that one thing that's like, oh, I need, I need tuition money. If the tuition's not there, everything is going wrong. But here's the thing. It irks me to know that we are not in fellowship because somebody's problem here, there's somebody that's a solution in this room. <laughs> I know somebody in, in this room that was moving out this past weekend. The people that helped her move out were in this room. We need to have legit fellowship, guys, because it makes no sense for someone to, to like, imagine if someone... Maybe they didn't have enough money to go to school, and they bring it to the table of the Gap Church, and within ourselves, we can raise the money. There's some people that have been hurt in this room through life situations, situations that they can't even pray about, situations that they don't even know how to utter a word, and there's somebody that's been a solution in this room. But because there's no connection, nothing can happen, so God is mean. God doesn't listen to me. You see, there's so many things that we make the priority. It's so irrelevant. And, and, and we, we continue to come here in one accord. <laughs> and it still will continue to irk me that there's problems that are still being laid at the table of God that he has instilled some people in here to solve that problem. There's people that go here, go home lonely every single Sunday, and there's someone that literally fits their friendship type that will never speak to them. You know, 
really quiet. That's good. That's a good thing. But why am I saying all of this? I said this is the next, right? This is the next. So we're already in the next, right? Power Night was last week. So we're already in the next. So we got to start doing it now. But why this is important is because when we have all these things, when we have, when we have evangelism, when we have growth in the body of Christ, when we have growth in understanding, personal growth, when we have fellowship, when we have, have helping one another, what does that mean? We, we start to become unified. There's a unity that happens. And unity comes into the light. And once there's unity, you know what happens? There's signs and wonders. There's miracles that start to break out. Because God trusts us now. He trusts us. He trusts the Gap Church. If there's someone that needs the healing, he can trust that the Gap Church, because we are in unified. The devil always wants to break the unity of places. I will continue to say, this is just four walls. So there's the churches in front of us, right? You guys are the church. So the greatest thing the devil will want to do is, is make sure that we are not unified. <laughs> I know some of us are already like, ooh, I definitely have some beef with that person. I want us to turn the Bible to Acts 14. We're going to read from 3. Because here's the thing. After, after the scripture of, not the scripture, but after the scripture of Peter, you know, saying all of he said, whatever he said to everyone and them living their lifestyle, we see that there's a miracle that happens right after. And it, it, it's, the, it's the man that had been lame and Peter says, walk, get up. And there's another instance in the scripture because this is what happens when we're unified. Verse 3, it says, the apostles stayed there for a long time. So they were, they were evangelizing in, a, in, a, in, in, in Iconium. And it says that the apostles stayed there for a long time, speaking boldly about the Lord. And here's the, here's the part that I want you guys to understand. Who proved that their message about his grace was true by giving them the power to perform miracles and wonders. So what's happening here is that we can preach all we want to. We can say we are gap fillers. But if the message is not true, we won't see the fruit of it. And what is the message? It's us living it out. We can be preaching Holy Spirit all we want to. We can be saying, live a lifestyle that is geared towards God, give honor to him. And if all of us are out there wilding, what are they going to say about the Gap Church? They wilding. <laughs> Obviously, they ain't really true. Obviously, they're not really preaching the truth over there. But here's the thing. When we are all unified and we're actually walking out, the truth, when we're walking in our calling, when we're accepting, walking with the power and using it to good use, right? What happens is that God is going to prove it. Signs and miracles. The lame will walk. The blind will see. Finances will come out of nowhere. Your zero bank account will have $300 in it. <laughs> y'all greedy. I know y'all wanted like, me to say like 10000 <laughs> Come now. <laughs> That's a bit fraudulent, guys. Come on. <laughs> Take it small for, you know, baby steps. <laughs> But the important thing, important thing, guys, is that we are the Gap Church. And this is the moment that we have to now accept that responsibility. Accept the responsibility of filling the gap. Filling the gap. Filling the gap in your workplace, your school, your family, wherever you are. Fill the gap, guys. Fill it. When God turns to your household, he should see you. 
when he wants nothing to come from your family, he should see you and say, okay, I think we can still work with them. When God wants to turn the, when, when, when there wants to be a shift in policies in your school and he sees you, it stays the same. This is what being the gap, being in the gap looks like. And here's the thing, guys. We're never going to close the gap. I'm going to be real with you. There's supposed to be a gap between us and the world. It's not our job to close it. We're filling it. We're filling it. We're filling it, guys. But here's the thing. We're not going to be a church that fills it with clout. We're not going to be a church that fills it with nice reels and stories. No. We're going to be a church that fills it with freedom, truth, testimony, miracles, love, joy, peace, kindness. Because here's the thing. When we fill it with false things, they're going to come over and they're going to go on this bridge that looks firm and they're going to fall. If they make it to the church, it's going to be even worse. Because by the time they come here, it's a fraud, right? But that's not our portion. Oh, Jesus. Man, we are the church, guys. We are the church. I want us to really think about it. We are the church. A lot of us, I know I gave us that report card like how many months ago. We need to go back and fill it out again. See where our progress is right now. I remember I was having a conversation with somebody and in that moment it made me really think like it made me think it made me think like in a way that I've never thought before like this and I'd be thinking a lot guys <laughs> but it made me think in a way that I really hadn't thought in a while in a long time and the person was saying that have we actually accepted the call like we may walk in it we may walk in acceptance but have we actually told God use me Use me. I accept it. Because there's a thing. We, we are living a lifestyle. We're running a race of, of looking the part but never actually giving up the, the actual access. Never giving our word for it. You want to be on the altar, but you, only, you never really said yes to it. So when they start asking you to do certain things, you start getting uncomfortable because you're like, I never said Yes. Why are you bothering me? I'm just fulfilling the role, right? Y'all need me, right? We need to say yes. Say yes to God. It doesn't matter what position you're in. It doesn't matter where you are. Say yes to him. Tell him, God, use me. Use me. I'm the one. I'm the one that will carry the mantle that was dropped to my family. Don't just, don't just act like it. Don't just be the first to graduate in your family and think you're the one carrying the mantle. Tell him yes. Me. Me. Yes, it's going to be hard, but use me. In the Gap Church, in order for us to fill the gap, we have to say yes. Because here's the thing. It would, it would be such a shame if we're all walking like we're in the gap, and when God turns his head, there's no one there. But imagine if we all said yes, and we said we accept the responsibility. God, yes, use us. Use us in the worship team. Use us as a first impression. Use us in the media team. Use us in our workplaces. When he turns around, he's going to see many members of the Gap Church spread out. Jesus. And at this time, like I said, this is a family meeting, so I'm sorry if it's your first time. If you're watching online, I'm sorry. But I want us to really think Think what it would look like if we gave our yes to God and walked in purpose, walked in our calling. 
what our environments would look like, what our classes would look like, knowing that there is a light in the darkness in that room. And at this moment, just as we're going to say yes to our calling, saying yes to filling the gap, I believe that there's some people that want to say yes to a relationship with Christ, right? So let's just bow our head right now. If that's you, and you want to say yes to a relationship with Christ, because here's the thing. Accepting the call is not easy. Walking the roadway, walking the, putting, putting your hand to the plow, it's not easy because the tendency to turn back is there. But here's the beauty of it. Just say yes and be obedient, and he'll lead you through it all. So if that's you, you want to have this relationship, just start, start off afresh, whether you want to renew it, you want to start afresh, whether you're inside or online. I want you guys to say this prayer, and we're all going to say it together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change to the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we make some noise real quick? One thing I want us to say, what I want to say real quick before I leave is that, you know, even as I'm reading the salvation prayer that we have, it's so amazing because a lot of us are saved, but we need to say this to God within our walk and our calling, that he should come into our heart, help us to know him better, because we want to know God better, all of us. It doesn't matter if, we're, if it's our first day in Christianity or 21 years in, 25 years in. And we want him to take over our hearts. That's the hardest part because that means submitting all control, being obedient to whatever he says. So I urge us, let us all be gap fillers, as we always say. But think about that. What does that look like in your life? It's not going to look like you, people sitting next to each other. Filling the gap is not going to look the same. So in your, in, your, in your hospital, in your accounting firm, wherever it is that you are, what does that look like being a gap filler? And I know that we will fill the gap. In my sermon, just we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.